Well, everyone, this is it. This is where our story starts. Lightning strikes across the bridge window, disappearing into the swirling colors of the time vortex. Captain Vic Connor tightens their fist, ignoring the pain as their knuckles turn white. Damn, we're running out of time. Beth, are you done with those algorithms? They look down at the computer as numbers fill the screen. The numbers stop. A list of dates, locations, and names appear. The captain studies the data for a moment, then looks up at the ceiling. Are you sure? Well, I guess this is the best chance we got. September 4th, 1897, Amsterdam, Netherlands. The rain outside patters against the glass in Abraham Van Helsing's study. Flickering candlelight lights the darkness in the room. Take it away, Van Helsing. So Van Helsing has just returned to Amsterdam from England where he was introduced to Lucy Westernra, who had a curious illness. He's in his study trying to figure out what the illness could be. Do you have any cool books? Are you reading a cool book? Yeah, I'm reading a book. It's really cool. Um, (laughs) It's wrapped in leather and uh, there's lots of nice stamps, like leather stamps. And um, it's there's a clasp with a lock. And it's your diary. What, what do you mumble to yourself under your breath as you leaf through these dusty pages? Dear diary, today? <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, that is actually pretty funny because Dracula is uh, written in the style of only diary entries. Yes. So. It's an epistolatory story. Yeah. The floor in your room starts to rumble. Books tremble on the desk and a few shake from where they are perched on their shelves, hitting the floor with a A steady thunder fills the air, growing louder and louder. Is he here? He cannot be. Is he talking about Dracula? Fire lights up the sky outside your window. Descending towards the earth, it disappears under a mass object that now takes up the area behind your house. Van Helsing, without even pausing to put on his coat, just throws open the door and walks out. A large box-like metallic object now sits on your property. The object is about a third of the size of your home. Near the bottom of the object, a large opening shines with brilliant light. A shadowed visage stands in the center of the opening. Huh. And here, I thought you were just a myth. Well, you gonna board or just sit there gawking? They speak in fluent Dutch. God? Is that you? (laughs) (laughs) What's you going on about? Thinking that this is some kind of heavenly messenger, Van Helsing does a uh, walk towards the bright light and the figure standing there. Now that you can see them better, since you're both in the light, the captain is a tall, slim, semi-elderly person, possibly a bit younger than you. Wrinkles cut deep into their leather-like face. Their hair is buzzed short on the sides with long locks that poof up from the top of their head and swoops down over their forehead. Their eyes are sharp as they take one last look at the area outside. Do you need anything from the house? I can take my things with me to the next life? I don't know nothing about next life, but if you need anything, better get it now. Is this, is this my time? Is it... Time for me to meet God? Well, if I can bring my books, I would love to have more time to learn. They look down at a watch on their wrist. I guess we can make time. Better go get your stuff. So I do. I pack up my big medical bag. And I also bring 
Why do I feel like that was a brag? Like, my big medical bag. It's, it's famously big. It's a famously big bag. So are his feet. And I also bring two revolvers. You know what they say about men with big medical bags. <laughs> Lots of medical knowledge. Move on. <laughs> so the strangest thing about this person is the way they're dressed. Uh, they dress like how you might imagine the cowboys from the stories you heard come from the Western America. They have almost all of the get up from the leather jacket and tall, worn boots to the cockeyed belt with holsters on each side of their hips. As you come back onto the ship with all of your stuff, they look you up and down, take a long drag of the cigarette hanging loosely in one corner of their mouth and blow out the smoke, which bellows outwards and dissipates into the air. They then motion for you to follow. I follow them. The captain leads you through a long metallic hallway that winds climbing ladders here and staircases there. The hallway almost seems to go on forever. You pass several closed metal doors, a few small rooms, until they stop in a large room full of humming metal contraptions. A large window spans the front of this room, showing you a rainy view of the area outside your home. What is this place? In all of my studies, I have never seen anything like this. Well, I'll explain on the way, but to give you a little bit of what's coming, this right here is a time ship. We can travel anywhere through time, so I can have you back home in a jiffy. It is a ship? I cannot leave. Madame Westenra needs me. I believe I have discovered the source of her ailment. Look, the fate of the universe needs you. We'll have you home in time to help Madame Wester, whoever. You're saying that there is some greater good? Right now, there's no greater good. Honey, I'm the greatest good you're going to get. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> If there are more lives than just ones that I can help by following you, I will do it. I assure you there is. And he claps his, his hand on your shoulder with a good sound. Gives you a little squeeze. An old man squeeze. <laughs> oh, snips your hair. <laughs> Caresses the back of your neck. A gentle kiss on the cheek. <laughs> they, they look down at the hand on their shoulder and then kind of like nudges out of it, presses some buttons, and then stares at the machines for a bit. All right, let's head out. So do you want to look around at all or just go with the flow? Does Van Helsing get to pick his own bedroom and how do you decide? Ooh, first dibs. <laughs> first dibs. <laughs> On several of the mechanical contraptions around this room, there are letters and numbers and words, strings of numbers, all sorts of things. Van Helsing looks around in awe, and I think he's also a little bit scared uh, because you know he's never experienced anything like this. He's just trying to take it all in, and he's not sure, you know, if this is witchcraft or some science that he doesn't understand on one of the uh, machines the one nearest the captain there is a static list of names and dates i go over to it and i read it so the audience can hear can see what the list says (laughs) (laughs) how considerate there's a list of six names at the top of which is yours and the date is today's date right underneath it says charlotte rossetti 2018 Hank Pilford, 1972. Chaos, 2003. Effie Derringer, 2015. Archibald Zuman, 2021. So we do survive Y2K after all. (laughs) (laughs) 
Was this a concern for Van Helsing? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a thousand years after his time. I, I turn to the captain and I say, Be you men? Be you angels or demons? What is, what is this place? Where are we going? How are we going? You might want to sit down for this part. I do that. <laughs> There's a soft rumbling of the floor as you watch the trees sink below the window and the rainy sky fill your view. The rain stops in midair for a split second. Then, without warning, the night sky melts away into a swirl of vibrant colors. Could you roll me a, is this your first time time traveling? Roll. Okay, I'm going to add Will and I'm going to get a plus six. Nice. Okay, you are about to, you're about to yak, but being the medical professional you are, you are able to hold it in. May 5th, 2018, New York City, New York. Charlotte, take it away. Charlotte is going up to the top of her uh, New York apartment building where she has a private hot tub and she has in her hand a glass of wine and is wearing headphones over her ears, the latest uh, Beats model because that's super trendy. And um, she comes out on top of the roof and is just ready to enjoy the next hour of complete peace. Which means scrolling through her phone. <laughs> a large dish-like ship descends on your building's rooftop. Lights shine from several circular windows that are evenly spaced around the bottom of the ship. Your hair whips around as the unidentified flying ship hovers just off the side of the rooftop. The water from the hot tub sprays at your clothes. Ugh, I just got my hair blown out. Ugh. The bottom of the ship opens up. Lights spill out onto your rooftop. A tall, slender figure stands in the entryway as a ramp extends towards you. The silhouetted figure looks down at the ramp and then around at the underside of the ship. A thin line of smoke curls from their mouth. Damn it! Really? You couldn't have gone with something less flashy? They hit the side of the entrance as hard as they can. Damn ship. What? Charlotte can uh, see their mouth moving, but because of the headphones, she doesn't hear what they're saying. So she kind of mimes like, are you talking to me? <laughs> OK, <clears throat> they look down, yell a bit louder. Well, you going to waste time or what? She um, kind of moves her headphone off a little bit and says, are you talking to me? <laughs> Slapping a hand onto their forehead, they shake their head a bit. Is this really what I got to work with? Uh, she also takes several pictures and posts while uh, they are talking with a little caption and a poll that says, should I get on this spaceship? Yes, no. Well, you're gonna waste time. Are you coming? Just hold on a second. This will only take like 30 seconds. Okay. And she uh, waits 30 seconds. All the answers to her poll comes in and... She um, walks onto the ship, walking past <laughs> this figure. Damn algorithms. And like doesn't pay them any mind, puts her headphone back on. Mutters like something like, thanks. As you board the strange ship, the captain looks you up and down. Were those algorithms correct? Hopefully this one's got something up their sleeves. Then to you, come on, let's get the others. They lead you through a couple of hallways that intersect one with another. Seems like you're, you kind of go around in circles a bit until you get to the ship's bridge where an elderly gentleman sits on one of the seats. Can I describe what she sees? Yes, please. You see a man of medium height, strongly built, 
with his shoulders set back over a broad, deep chest and a neck well-balanced on the trunk as the head is on the neck. The poise of the head strikes you at once as indicative of thought and power. The head is noble, well-sized, broad, and behind the the ears, the face, clean-shaven, shows a hard, square chin, a large, resolute, mobile mouth, a good-sized nose, rather straight, but with quick, sensitive nostrils that seem to broaden, <laughs> that seem to broaden as the bushy brows come down over the, uh, uh, over the mouth and tightens. The forehead is broad and fine, rising at first straight and then sloping back over two bumps, or ridges wide apart. Such a forehead that the reddish hair cannot possibly tumble over it, but falls naturally back into the sides, big dark blue eyes are set widely apart and are quick and tender or stern with the man's moods. Uh, Charlotte sees this and says, dope, and sits down next to him. You must be Miss Charlotte. Mm. I see you're already acquainted with my uh, online following. That's real great. I don't know who you are. That well really? Maybe. Even from that beautiful description? <laughs> She's not hearing the description. She's just seeing this with her mind. By no, no, mind, no, I, I mean feel like you'd be saying it out loud. <laughs> I, especially the sensitive nostrils part. Yeah, yeah. I I'm wonder so sorry. how nostrils could be sensitive. I, I know Van Helsing is just mumbling what he looks like under his breath as we walk in. In his diary, maybe he's yeah, reading it from his diary. As you get his, his book, there's like 30 pages of him describing himself in different ways, and they're all crossed out, and this one's circled. <laughs> the part with the nostrils is underlined <laughs> three times. <laughs> the captain takes their spot at the helm, hits a few buttons, and pulls a lever. The ship enters the swirling void. They then start to study the screen right next to them. Well, looks like the next stop is... They stop short as the screen blinks and the information changes. They tap the glass of the screen. What the hell did you do, Beth? There are more people here. Chaos wasn't supposed to be picked up that early. Got your damn wires crossed. They tap on the keyboard that appears right in front of the screen. A clipping of an online article appears midair above the screen. After a moment, they mutter, Huh. Who would have thought the punk had a small following? Hey, having any internet following in 2001 would have been very impressive. <laughs> they study the article for a bit, reading it, and then finally say, Damn, looks like my original plan went to shit. Beth, plot a course for Ankeny, Iowa, September 27th, 1997. Guess we gotta save this punk's ass if he's gonna be of any use to us. Charlotte, could you roll me a do you even time travel bro roll? Uh, negative one. Hmm. She does not time travel. <laughs> I'm really glad that this is the foot that we're setting off on. <laughs> Faster than the puke can come out. All of a sudden, there's a the captain reaches back and there's a brown paper bag for you to hack in. First time's not always pretty. Um, she takes it and then vomits and then hands it to Van Helsing and said, you said you're a doctor, right? Van Helsing does not take the bag, but he does laugh at you and say <laughs> be sure to drink a lot of liquids <laughs> how do you know that i drink approximately 36 cups of water a day it's how my skin retains its glow september 27th 1997 
The sun shines brightly on the streets of Ankeny, Iowa. A bird chirps sweetly in the distance. Chaos, you are running for your life. I knew I should have hacked the FBI the second time. Chaos, as you look behind you, you see a woman chasing you, holding a gun in her hand. Would this young lady like to describe what she looks like? Yes, she would. <laughs> in fact, her gun is her hand. What? <laughs> Effie is short, athletic. She has purple hair in Leia buns. She's dressed in some grunge clothes. Are you saying you don't have two paragraphs about how you look ready to go? I do not. <laughs> to describe your nostrils. <laughs> I'm not sure which one was harder to hear there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought both were amazing. Totally. So we are actually going to stop here and we're going to have a contest uh, between Chaos Overclock and Effie Derringer as they run through the streets of Ankeny, Iowa. All right. What are we rolling, game man? It's going to be opposing athletics rolls as Chaos is trying to run away from you. I got six. Guess what? Good luck, Chaos. (laughs) I'm I'm kicking on my laser skates. For an extra boost of speed. Uh, and I also end up with a plus six. Oh, nice. Let's do another roll here. As you're flying through the streets on your laser skates, a car starts to cross the street right in front of you. This is going to be another athletics roll for you to dodge the car. And then for Effie right after to dodge the car. Effie jumps over the so car. So my laser skates only let me go fast. So they don't let me dodge cars. I didn't roll very well. I got three. I got zero. Nice. Well, you can succeed with a consequence here. What if he runs into the car and I jump over the car and then he can run the opposite direction? I like this plan. (laughs) That works. So the consequence is that you hit the car. Ouch, that hurt. But because of that, you also gained an advantage that Effie is now on the other side of the car. So I I hit a zero. So I just slam right into the car. (laughs) (laughs) Your face presses up against the driver window. (laughs) (laughs) The driver looks at you, shakes her head. What? Why? Effie's cyborg brain calculates that the car is coming, but she overestimates chaos and thinks that he will jump over it or slide under it or something, slide across the hood. So she preemptively jumps over the car. And then feels stupid, except that she doesn't because she's a cyborg. (laughs) Bad day, bad day, bad day, bad day. The driver shakes their hand at you and yells, hooligan. Yeah, screw you too, buddy. I will turn the direction that the car came from and start running that way. Nice. Roll me a stealth roll and Effie, roll me a notice. Yeah, five. Which required her to get four pluses. Four pluses? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that you is super monster. rare. <laughs> I got four. Okay. An old, large purple shed stands between two houses on the street. The paint is peeling from the worn wood. Crazy. You could have sworn there was a vacant lot here. The barn door is slightly open, and you cannot see what lies in the darkness beyond. He's trying not to look behind him because he knows that slows him down. And he also really wants to know what's behind him. And he just runs in the door and shuts it real hard. The door creaks as you slip through and into the shadow beyond. The creaking echoes through the inside of the barn. Your breath lies heavy on the air in front of you. After several minutes of waiting, wondering if you gave them the slip, a slow creak pierces the room. Footsteps tap on a metallic floor and the steps grow closer and closer. Suddenly, 
the barn door slammed shut. Now! So we're gonna do another contest here, and we're gonna presume that the captain talked to Charlotte and Van Helsing here, and together, the three of us are gonna try and hold down Effie. Can I kick the door open? And I have to come in saying, eliminate, eliminate, <laughs> resistance is useless. <laughs> I think you mean resistance is futile. Useless human. <laughs> he cannot not correct a next generation episode. So we're going to do a contest working together. So teamwork. This means that when characters work together in fate, the characters that have at least one point in the skill can give a plus one to the one rolling the dice. So we're going to do a physique roll to try and hold down Effie Derringer. Um, I do have physique, but I'll have you know that Charlotte participates by putting a finger lightly on whoever is trying to hold Effie down and is scrolling on her phone with the other hand. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. I got a zero. Work. I also got a zero. I give you a plus one, though. And I give you a plus one, so that is two to Effie's zero, which means that we are currently holding her down. The captain yells, Chaos! Hacker! Do it now! What? Hacker? What? Hack her? Oh, right. Hack her. I pull an Ethernet cable out of my modified power glove and stick it vaguely in Effie's direction looking for an open port. Okay, when Chaos approaches Effie with his Ethernet cable, a light glows from underneath her chin and a panel opens up and there's some different kinds of receiving ports. Yes, you idiot. She's a cyborg. Hacker, or she'll kill you. You know, you could have started with the cyborg part. I feel like this is all unnecessarily aggressive towards me. And then he gathers himself and he says, all right, time to jack in. And he uh, sticks it right under her chin. Okay, roll me a tech roll for this. All right. So we're at a total of two. Um, I feel like this is very important. So we're going to, we're going to use a face point here. And uh, we are going to invoke my extra, hack the planet. Uh, which allows Chaos to hack into any software, even software that doesn't make sense for him to hack into. And it will also give him a plus two boost to get that back up to a four for great. Nice. Okay. Effie, would you like to describe what happens? Effie sits up and says, Hello and welcome to the circus. And then she slams her head back on the ground and has a seizure and her eyes open really big and they turn white and glowy. And then her arm turns into a gun and then an octopus leg, but metal. And then a really big pair of scissors and then back into her hand. And then she sits up and she's depressed Effie and she says, I killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not killing anyone here. Guys, I don't think it worked. Where am I? Miss Derringer, I promise you. No one's going to bring harm to you, and you're not going to bring harm to anybody. You're on a time ship. Are you sure? I won't harm anyone. I'm very dangerous. That's why I asked Chaos here to help you out. Are you Chaos? You don't look competent enough to mess with my software. Lol. I'll have you know that I'm the best hacker in Ankeny, Iowa. What's the population of Ankeny, Iowa? You, old, old dude, you look psychologist. E? Is this a time ship? That is what they told me when I came aboard. Like the TARDIS? 
Although I've only been here for probably 20 minutes longer than you have. Judging by your clothes, we've definitely gone back in time. I don't think this ever goes out of style, if I'm being honest. Mm, the cut is too short. Honestly, it should be a little bit longer for your build. And the product in your hair uses ingredients that are now banned in 50 countries. There's no product in my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Then I don't know how long it's been since you've showered, but that grease has now fermented. You know, I get enough of this from my mom. I don't need it coming from you. Suit yourself, but it's your own social funeral. Old man. Yes? Did you say you were kidnapped by time travelers? Mm, I would not say that I was kidnapped so much as I chose to come aboard. Have they altered you as well? Time travelers are not to be trusted. Miss Derringer, there's no altering of anybody here. Look, I need you. And apparently I need chaos too. I mean, you just said you hacked me. Listen. I'm not going to kill people for you. I'm not going to do it. I'm not asking you to kill anybody. I'll explain everything when we get the last person. So if you can hold tight, I'd be much obliged. Well, I don't see anywhere else to go. I don't have anything else to do. And then she goes and sits by the space window and looks at her shoes. Now, if you all are looking for a real timeless look, take note of how I am dressed. (laughs) This will never go out of style. I have to admit that Tweed has actually surpassed a lot of expectations as far as timelessness goes. If Charlotte, Chaos, and Effie could roll me a, is there a manual for time travel roll? Wait, Charlotte rolled already. That would be great. Yeah, well, no, she didn't pass, though. Oh, (laughs) you have to keep rolling until you pass? Uh, I'm going to be judging you guys so hard. I also have Uh, a four. I have a plus one. (laughs) Dan, if you make me vomit again, so help me. I'm sorry, you just barely missed it, though. Would you like to describe what happens? <laughs> because you failed that role. Um, so Char is just casually walking back to where she was sitting before they stopped to pick up um, Effie and Chaos. And when the ship jolts, she loses her balance and ends up catching herself by grabbing onto Effie and ends up hurling in the other direction, not on Effie, and then looks at Effie and just absolutely pitifully and says, I am so sorry. When you rolled into me, Charlotte, are you like in my lap? Absolutely. (laughs) Effie's hand becomes a paper towel roll. And she rips a little bit off and hands it to you. (laughs) Thank you so much. You have really pretty hair. (laughs) OMG, thank you. Yeah, Effie and Chaos, uh, you are fine for this one. Is anyone paying good attention to Chaos as we come back out of the time vortex? I mean, we can roll notice. Is the captain specifically paying good attention to Chaos? The captain is paying attention to the consoles. Are there consoles that the captain is not at? Yes. Cool. Chaos is going to go over and start hitting buttons. Uh, Char has a plus three on notice. Yeah, Char notices this. She does nothing. (laughs) 
I see something that looks vaguely like an audio plug, and I will plug the uh, headphones from my Walkman into the console. Shar starts filming. It's chaos. After you jack in the headphones, and as soon as you put them on, all of a sudden you hear a voice. Beth, could you say hi to chaos? Hello, chaos overclock. This is the bioelectric time hopper, but you can call me Beth. Whoa, far out. You know who I am? I know everything about you. Not all of that is true, you know. Oh, no. My sources are much more reliable than the internet. Well, it's nice to meet you, Beth. Time hopper? Unfortunately, I am bound to the time void. If you choose to abandon me, then so be it. That is my fate. Are, are you concerned about being abandoned in the time void? Every day. I don't... Do you trust this captain person? With my life. Hey, it's Sarah Jean. When I'm not playing Effie, split personality cyborg extraordinaire, I'm following Fantasy Adventure Machine on social media. If you like this episode, consider joining me at Fantasy Adventure Machine on your favorite social media platform. November 8th, 2019. Australia Bush, New South Wales. The fires have become out of control, blazing through the bushes. The heat is unbearable. Several people around Mr. Zuman work on fighting the fires back. Uh, Dr. Zuman, are there people around me or have they backed off? There are people around you. Come on, fellas. We got, we got to get in here, mate. There's, uh, there's still some koalas left up in those trees over there. Do you have a koala-sniffing dog? No, I can, I can <laughs> see them. They're, they're big and grey and on fire. The smoke clears just enough for you to see the shadow of a baby koala hanging from a gum tree. The fire nips at the tree's branches, making the koala yelp and scream. I immediately feel a, feel a shudder go through my body. And um, I'm not sure what it is, but I have an impulse. And so I, I jump onto the side of the tree and start pulling myself up the tree. Um, this is easily one of the strangest feats of strength I've ever done. But I managed to get to the baby koala just before it drops. And I reach out my hand and grab it. And as I do, I notice that my, my hand is bigger than I remember it last. And I slide down the tree and, and hand it off to a firefighter. And he looks stunned. He's just gaping mouth and staring at me. Could you roll me actually um, two notice rolls here? Two separate ones. And then one of them with lore. Okay, so the first one was a four with notice. Okay. And the second one was a good, so three. Okay, cool. So in the moment, you didn't see it. But as you're handing it off to the firefighter, you notice that the koala actually looks a bit weird. It's kind of mechanical. And from the corner of your eye, all of a sudden you see one firefighter just drop. And then out of the other side, another firefighter drop. And then all of a sudden, these kangaroos that are also mechanical jump into the space. And you're all of a sudden surrounded by mechanical robotic kangaroos. Crikey, mate. These... Oh, okay. Uh... Just gonna back away, guys. I don't want any trouble. And I'm, I'm still, even though I've registered them mechanically, I'm still responding to them as kangaroos. And so I'm averting my eyes and trying to like back away until I find that I'm like my back is to a gum tree. One of the kangaroos hops up, turns to the firefighter that has the koala, and just kicks him right in the chest, sending him sprawling backwards. The koala falls to the ground with a. 
and then they all turn on you. All right, so my back is up against this gum tree, mm-hmm. um, and they're advancing on me. Is that right? Yes. So obviously, I'm I'm stressed out. My hands are splayed very wide. Again, they still seem like they're a bit bigger than they're supposed to be. My heart is thumping like crazy, and I just can't help thinking, you know, like. <sighs> If I was Kabali, I could handle this no problem. Kabali is the gorilla at Taronga Zoo in Sydney. And um, as I think it, I can feel uh, not pain per se, but like uh, shifting inside my body. Uh, my perspective is shifting. It's taller and suddenly I drop down and my fists hit the ground. And I'm standing there as Kabali, who is a beautiful, majestic gigantic silverback gorilla and uh i stand back up on my on my stubby little legs and i drum my chest and i I, I at these things and throw myself at the nearest kangaroo nice roll me a physique check okay also my chest hurts (laughs) (laughs) oh man good thing this is just pretend all right um that is a four Sweet. So as you throw yourself on the kangaroo, the kangaroo kind of grabs at you, but you are now on top of that kangaroo. Okay. I, um, I sort of, you know how gorillas kind of like went on top of something, they just like drum their fists down into the thing. So I'm pummeling as hard as I can onto the side of this, of this kangaroo, just rearing up and slamming my fist down over and over again. As you're pounding on that one, another kangaroo comes up and kicks at you for a plus three. Roll me a physique. Or in athletics to dodge or kind of like shake that off. Okay, I got a plus four physique. Okay, so they kick at you, but you're just so enraged and tunnel vision on this one kangaroo that you don't even notice it. Baddie. The kangaroos start to uh, start to surround you and you see from a kind of like a, you don't you can't register it. But all of a sudden there's this red light that starts to shine and... Uh, roll me an athletics to dodge a laser bolt. Not great. That is a an average. Right now you're taking a three-shift hit from that laser bolt. That came from the koala's mouth. Okay, uh, so I will take the three-shift hit. As you're wailing on this one kangaroo, all of a sudden you find yourself surrounded on all sides by several kangaroo. There's, you can't even count them. But the wind starts to kick up and whip around you. The smoke blows in all directions, pulling the fire here and there. Some of it singes your fur. It's almost impossible to see through the smoke and dirt that now fills your vision. As you look up from wailing on this kangaroo, nearby, you see an old tank that appears to have been defiled by a flock of emus. It wasn't there before. But it's untouched by the fire that was just there a moment ago. The tank's hatch opens and a person drags themselves from out of the top of the tank. Looks like we're right. There he is. They look down into the tank, pointing to you with one hand and motioning for other people with the other. After jumping out, one by one, a group of people exit from atop of the tank, kind of like clowns exiting from a (laughs) tiny car. (laughs) Just keeps coming. Just (laughs) just keeps coming. (laughs) Okay. Um... So in response to this, I, I punch the kangaroo one more time in the face, um, and then I, I leap off him towards the tank and people. And when you get to the people, Captain's going to look you up and down and say, Well, Archibald, looks like you haven't lost your touch. Or is this the first time? I'm not sure. Time's kind of weird. 
I'm, I'm so mad. And I, like, raise my fists to, like, strike at Vic. And then I, like, you can see in my face a real struggle. And I turn around and just, like, backhand the nearest kangaroo to, like, nice. instead of hitting Vic, you know? So this is the way it's going to go. Zoo just took his turn. So we're going to go down the line and we're going to go um, Zoo, Effie, um, Charlotte, Van Helsing, Chaos, and then the captain, and then the kangaroos after that. Effie, go ahead and, if you want, take your turn. Uh, my arm becomes a fire suppressant system, and uh, I start clearing fire from around us. I assume there's still lots of fire around us. Is that right? Yeah, that was one of the aspects of the scene. Roll me a shoot roll for that. Three. Good. Um, the fire's all over the place, so it wasn't hard to hit. So... Effie has successfully uh, removed the aspect fiery bush. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Van Helsing's bush? Because he's got red hair. Ginger hate is gateway racism, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking more biblical, but that's pretty... Okay, you can take it however you want. Okay, Charlotte, what are you doing? I think Charlotte doesn't really feel like any of this is real. Um, she, she wonders if maybe someone spiked a drink that she had, (laughs) um, or like maybe this is some crazy dream, you know, that was induced by an edible that maybe she forgot she took. And so she really doesn't think that there's any consequences for actions here. Um, so she absolutely like just jumps off of, uh, the tank and, onto the back of the nearest kangaroo, just, like, <laughs> shouting stuff like, YOLO! And, and everything. Oh, goodness. That was unexpected, to be honest. <laughs> I thought Here. you were going to say that you just, like, sat on the edge of the tank and tweeted or something. Yeah, that's what I thought she was going to do. <laughs> Hey guys, guess what? Apparently I'm in Australia. There's these robot kangaroos. Should I fight them? Yes or no? <laughs> no but that, <laughs> awesome. Well, roll me a, write it like a bucking bronco roll. Um, That is a plus four. Great. Nice. Well, you stay on the back of that kangaroo yes. as it is now hopping around trying to get you off of it. Zoom Don- looks at you with an appreciating look like, oh, all right. That's what I was going to say. You stole my line. He's riding a kangaroo in Australia. I have, I have mad respect for Shah now. Van Helsing. I'm assuming it's been communicated uh, what our objective is here, showing up to Australia in the middle of a bushfire. So, well, actually, I guess we don't necessarily, we weren't expecting the metal kangaroos, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm just going to shoot at him with my revolvers. Cool. Roll me shoot. Roll me a kangaroo hunting check. Yep, roll me a kangaroo hunting. Let's go hunting. That is a fair plus two. Sweet. Okay, you shoot into the court of kangaroos, but there's so many there that they kind of hop around it, and you just barely miss one. Disappointing. Chaos. Chaos pulls out of his bag a fighting game joystick, and he uh, sneaks up behind one of the kangaroos, and I'm going to invoke Hack the Planet again to plug my joystick into this kangaroo and use it as my fighting character for the rest of the fight. (laughs) All right, you're all about to get overclocked. Time to jack in. Yes! I mean, he was stealthy up until he saw the port on the kangaroo. 
that he can fit his joystick into. <laughs> See? Everything is vaguely sexual. It's so weird. You, you did, did that, that on purpose. Does <laughs> it so feel good to fuck your joystick into kangaroo? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, don't make it worse. He's jacking his joystick into a oh kangaroo. My gosh, no! No! no it gets the... worse. It doesn't get it's... better. It gets worse every it time. But he's, right. using, he's using it like a fighting character. Like, he's gonna go... Super Street Fighter on this thing. My licensed Super Street Fighter joystick. Now controls a cybernetic uh, kangaroo. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to describe how you successfully take it over? Yeah. Uh, so as soon as it plugs in, uh, Chaos starts tapping on a small keyboard that's on the side of this thing because all of his stuff is modded all the heck and back. And uh, the kangaroo's eyes start glowing blue and little sparks come out of them. And uh, its its fists come up and it does little jabbing motions. And then it does a shoryoken motion. Uh, and then it flips its tail around and smashes one of the other kangaroos in the face. Okay, could you roll me a physique roll and add plus three to that roll? Sure. Nice. Zoom notices you've taken control of a kangaroo and he says, Use the kick, mate! Use the kick! <laughs> oh, yeah. Shut up, George of the Jungle! I got this! <laughs> George of the Jungle came out several months before I was abducted. Nice. <laughs> I just checked this. Um, that's just going to be a straight four. So. Okay, so that the kangaroo that it's fighting with turns to it and actually kind of like pulls its own tiny little arms up to block the shot. It didn't really work out as you expected. All right. But you now have control of a kangaroo. I now have control of a kangaroo. So the captain takes out their handguns that they have and shoots, just shoots into the foray. It actually rolled really well. So shooting down two of the kangaroo, the bullet goes cleanly through the kangaroo's head. And then the kangaroo kind of shakes and then falls down and now the kangaroos they are going to take down zoo at all costs okay zoo so how many uh kangaroos are left there are you're making me do math <laughs> there are six kangaroos left and a Dang. koala that was a big mob eh what do i do roll me a physique roll as they're coming at you can i roll fight yeah roll fight okay fight that's a seven. Oh wow yeah, there's a reason nice. I to roll fight. Describe how you fend off these six kangaroos that are coming at you. So, okay, you know, as they're hopping towards me, obviously, like I've dealt with kangaroos before. I know how they kind of attack, which is to to sort of surround and, and close in on. And so I um I don't let them get close. I rush at the kangaroo instead. And so uh, as I do, I just like sort of jump and slam my fist down into the body of one. And as soon as I land, I sort of kick off of him and smash into the furthest back so that I'm like on the opposite side of the kangaroos now and have delivered punches to both of those and done whatever damage you say I've done. So you actually um, were just barely over, so you didn't do much damage, but you successfully defended and that, that was actually really cool. Cool. All right. Thanks. Okay, so Chaos, roll me a notice check. Uh, plus three. Nice. So the koala is cute and deadly, and they shot you since you took over one of the kangaroos with a plus four. I will 
block with athletics uh, for two. Um, so I will take a, a two shift hit as uh, that comes way too close to me, uh, mildly breaking my concentration that was almost 100% on entering Street Fighter combos into my control. Okay, Zoo, your turn. All right, so now that I'm on the opposite side, I have mostly the kangaroo's backs facing me at this point. So I'm going to try and attack. That's a seven again. Goodness. Okay, you took down three of them. Okay, so let's let's describe this. Yes. So as I, you know, I, I sort of jumped over one, hit another, and I'm behind the kangaroos. I grab two of the kangaroos and I smash their heads together as hard as I can. They're basically now just one kangaroo head. And then while the other one that I jumped on is still on the ground, I smash down my fist into his into its head as well. I would like to remind Charlotte that she is still on the back of one of these kangaroos. Luckily, it's not one any of the ones that Zoo just smashed. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, Effie. How many active evil kangaroos are left? There are three. Including Charlotte's ride. Yes. I'm trying to decide if I want to shoot some or save Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte's successfully riding a kangaroo. I don't know if she needs to be saved. She rolled a great. She's doing a fantastic job. All right. I will shoot one that is not Charlotte's. I got a four. So yeah, that um, that meets the kangaroos. So since our two rolls matched, you and I both got a four. That means that you get a boost on the kangaroos on your next turn. The boost means that you get a plus two to your next attack. Oh, so it's not like an aspect. No, it's not like an aspect. Can't say that I shot a lasso or something, no. No, no, this <laughs> is this is a boost only you can use. An aspect is something that everyone can use. That's okay, when you succeed with style, right? Yes. Okay, Charlotte, you are riding this bucking bronco. I want you to roll me a keep on keeping on roll. After that, you can say whatever you're you're doing on the, your turn. Roll a yippee ki mother trucker roll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that she uses athletics to stay on, um, like, you know, going with the ebb and flow of how the cybernetic kangaroo moves, and uh, that is going to be a plus four great. Good job. Oh my gosh, you succeed with style. So with that, you're able to put an aspect on this kangaroo. <laughs> we were just talking about aspects. You're able to put an aspect on this kangaroo that anybody on the team can use. Um, we're going to go with blinded. Uh, Char holds up her phone and directs the sunlight exactly into the eyes of the cybernetic <laughs> kangaroo, like, uh, the glare from the phone. Are you trying to get a selfie with it? Absolutely. <laughs> nice. So what are you doing this role? Is, is that your whole turn doing that? Um, I think that she really is just like having the time of her life, like riding this kangaroo, kind of oblivious to all of the like damage that's going on and doesn't even realize <laughs> that she's blinding the kangaroo, um, but is just happy to be there. Okay. Awesome. Um, Van Helsing, your turn. After Van Helsing sees the koala shoot at chaos overclocked. He wants to return the favor, and he fires his revolvers back at the koala. Ooh, that's a minus three on the roll, which is going to give me a minus two. <laughs> well, guess what? I also got a minus two. Whoa! <laughs> this is a bad roll. <laughs> so, yeah, because 
they yeah I, I rolled a straight minus two and they don't get a boost anything on that so you can put a boost on this guy sweet your turn chaos all right he is going to uh send the kangaroo uh, against the kangaroos and we're going to go for some vicious heavy kicks uh trying to, <laughs> to bicycle kick one of the other kangaroos nice roll me that bicycle kick uh so i i assume i'm getting a plus three on the roll like i did last time for being a using a robot kangaroo uh this is going to be a six that was enough to take out one of the kangaroos all right so uh chaos enters a bunch of controls on the joystick the kangaroo leaps in the air and uh, comes down on top of the other kangaroo with a flurry of bicycle kicks, which tear it into smaller mechanical pieces, exposing its electronic core, which the kangaroo shatters with a final kick, making the whole thing spark out and shorten smoke. And Chaos says, oh yeah, fatality. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now that's Very what nice. I call KO. <laughs> Uh, the captain bends down and starts picking through some of the scrap of machinery that is now lying around from the downed kangaroos. It is now the other kangaroos turns and the one that is blinded. And um, because of that, <laughs> they did not do well as they are trying to attack anyone anywhere nearby. Nice. That was a bad roll. Uh, the koala shoots back at Van Helsing. That is a plus two to be lasered. I got a plus two to defend. Sweet. I have a boost against you now. We're <laughs> matching all over the place. <laughs> we are. Okay. Zoomin, it's your turn. Okay. So Zoomin can see that there are two kangaroos left. And so I'm going to roll fight. And then you tell me what happens. I rolled a plus six. I got a, a seven on the uh, to defend. You're fine, sure. So if you want, you can use a if you want, you can use a fate point to give yourself a plus two to damage one of the kangaroos. I will use a fate point um, to to get an extra two, uh, invoking my aspect, defend the innocent. Um, and there is no one in this field more innocent than Char. Thank you. So. I get plus two, and I would like to direct my attack to basically somehow help Char. So if it's like pluck her off and punch the kangaroo in the face, let's do that. If you want, you could also use the aspect of blinded if you're going for that kangaroo. Yeah. Shall we do that? Let's do that. It doesn't see you coming. You grab her off and smash down. Okay, yeah. Face. Explain yeah. How, how you pluck Char off and you take down okay. the kangaroo. So um, I'm a bit further away, so I lope with like, you know, running on my, on my fists and I come towards um, Shar and I leap. And as I leap, I clutch her with my left hand arm, I guess, and just smash down and sort of roll so that it's over my back and Shar is protected in my arms. But I smash down the kangaroo as I do. Okay, Effie, your turn. The last kangaroo has a boost on it for you. Oh, Shar is just like laughing her head off, by the way, thinking that this is amazing. <laughs> we, we actually stop and take a selfie together. Absolutely. And I say, can you put the hashtag animal conservation <laughs> bushfires 2019? Yes. Um, well, Effie's gonna shoot the kangaroo with her okay. elephant gun arm. Oh, good. I got a seven. Is that with your boost? 
That's without my boost. Just so you know, I right now have a plus five. If you want to succeed with style, you can use the boost without a fate point because that's how boosts are used. You can use them without fate points. So that technically you have a plus nine to my plus five. Okay, I will boost. Okay, and describe how you obliterate this thing. Well, after not succeeding last time when I expected to, my cyborg eye turns into a targeting laser and I go right in the kangaroo's eye and then blow its brains out with an elephant gun arm. Nice. Gears go everywhere as the head is just decimated. It is now Charlotte's turn. You are in the arms of a gorilla. (laughs) There's just a koala left, right? There is just a koala left. Just sitting there all cute and cuddly. But don't let it pee on you because it'll give you chlamydia. (laughs) Yeah, I I knew that. I think Char just pats the gorilla on the arm and is like, thank you. And then she goes over and just like walks over to the koala and um, picks it up. And I think she says, hey, Effie, catch. And she throws it towards Effie. Romeo throwing a koala roll. This is a shoot. Oh, then it's a zero. My good sir. (laughs) Effie, would you like to roll an athletics to try and catch it? I got a four. Okay. Nice. So yeah, didn't quite go where you thought it was going to go, but... It definitely it definitely just rolls on the ground. Char is not strong enough to pick it up. (laughs) Just, okay. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I could kick it. Okay, Van Helsing, it is your turn, and you have a boost against this koala. So does Effie have the koala in her hands? No, it's on the way to Effie. Okay. I just, just rolling across the ground. Yeah, rolling across the ground. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will, I'll just shoot at it as, as it goes by. Bang, bang. Okay. Shoot, shoot, bang, bang. Bullet, bullet, gun, uh, gun. That is a plus two. Nice. Did you use your boost? Oh, plus my boost. That's going to be plus four. What's your boost called? Back to hell. (laughs) (laughs) So you got a plus four, and I got a plus one on my athletics roll as it's rolling across the ground. And so, yeah, you did a three shift hit to this thing and actually kill it. Yeah. Yay. So do you want to describe a further how, how it dies? Yeah, so as it's rolling across the ground, Van Helsing targets it with both revolvers and uh, shoots just two shots. They're both spot on. And as the gears come out of it, he says, Back to hell, whoever you came from. <laughs> now you're, now you're <laughs> a sports <Yeah>. man. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, we're keeping it. <laughs> good shooting, old man. Uh, what, what does Chaos do with the kangaroo? Uh, well, when he sees that all of the others are destroyed. He starts uh, carefully trying to hop it back up into the tank to take with him. <laughs> Did I seriously just give you a familiar? This is his new toy. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of like the idea of him taking it out and using it to fight. I mean, like, it, I think it's kind of cool, but um, I, mean, I, can, <laughs> I think it can it's come great. up in the Blue future. eyes, white kangaroo. <laughs> she just make a Yu-Gi-Oh reference? <laughs> Wait, you don't know everything about me, Keith. That's an impressive <laughs> level of nerd that I was not aware she possessed. Uh, so the captain is still rummaging through a, some machinery, looking up, mumbling under their breath. 
I'm going to try and skirt wide and get it in without them noticing. Is it? <sighs> Everything points to it. Then they turn to everyone. Y'all mind getting Dr. Zooming on the ship while I see who his little visitor was? I'm going to roll notice. I'll roll stealth. While this is all happening, Zooming has like moved back towards the woods and is like trying to rescue more animals from the burning trees. Currently, I'm at a one. What are you at, Dan? I'm at a zero. <laughs> I'm not being very stealthy at all. And apparently I am too involved in this shrapnel. Char kind of like nudges um, Dr. Van Helsing and says, I think you're honestly the most convincing one out of all of us when it comes to communicating with the inner beast. So if you want to follow the captain's orders and go try to get the weird gorilla man person, that'd be great. I will do that. And with a twitch of my sensitive nostrils, <laughs> I walk over to zoom in. <laughs> and I take Good him God. by the hand and I put my other hand on his big hairy shoulder and I say, Friend Zuman, the world needs you. Please come with us and we will save lives unknown. I, I turn to you and as I turn to you, I place a blue tongue lizard in the hand that's trying to take my hand and I, I say, Hold this, and I reach back into the woods to try and find something else. <laughs> like it's a pocket, you're like, here's the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Zuman is very, very concerned about the animal life, so he's going to take a second to convince. Okay, I... I mean, do you guys want to do a contest? Can players do that against each other? Yeah, we did that with Effie, kind of. But yeah, go ahead and do a contest. Great, I want to use my believe in things you cannot to my stunt to get plus two on this roll. Nice. Which allows me That'll to uh, get a plus two rapport when I'm rolling to make a character believe something that's true. Holy cow. You have to see this. Oh my gosh. I rolled four pluses and I'm actually just using regular D6. So And they were all sixes. Nice. I mean, that's yes. the second time this session alone that we've seen four pluses. That, that's pretty yeah. rare. That's yeah, awesome. that's going to be a cool okay. nine. On rapport. <laughs> uh, you definitely win that challenge. <laughs> I, think, I think the way this plays out is that your um, convincing speech triggers my defend the innocent aspect. And just like you were convinced to go help because you could save more lives, basically the same argument worked on Zoo. Okay, so as we go, I jump into the trees and I just like pass koalas down to you. Are we going we to have a whole bunch of koalas tank. on Beth? Okay. No, we just like yeah. let them go to the firefighters. Oh, I was hoping they would cling on to my arms. They they, no, they totally do. And then, like, as we go, that we, we rescue like four koalas and then we give them to the firefighters and we head to the tank. And as we do, I think the adrenaline decreasing, um, Zoo begins to shift back. And so by the time he gets to the tank, he's back to his normal six foot three muscly figure as you crawl through the top of the tank you drop down into a large room it looks like a common area room there's a table some couches and a kind of like hard couches though and chairs more benches really in this common area zoo immediately like crashes onto one of these couches he's clearly wiped takes something out of him to transform so while zoo's crashed on the couch effie who has reverted to circus effie she walks up to zoo and goes hey you know you should think about joining the circus 
and she drops um, like three Ritz crackers and a paper clip and some chewed up gum in your hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Sheila, that, that sounds interesting. I want to kind of figure out what the hell just happened to me, though, because like, that was weird. But uh, once I figure it out, yeah, I'll explore my options. And then I proceed to eat the crackers because the reason I'm so tired is because my metabolism burns so much like energy transforming. I'm so hungry. That's why I gave you food. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, cool. So uh, does that does that not happen to you very often? Uh, yeah, I've I've never actually become a giant gorilla um, or anything. Uh, it was weird. Do, do you often become other things? Just the amazing star of the universe that you see before you. No, that's not where my talents lie. Yeah, uh, it's a bit different though, because I just ruined my favorite shirt. And uh, I'm somehow in a giant tank that's bigger on the inside. So I'm a little confused, but all right. I'll buy you 50 of the shirt. Bigger on the inside. Somebody had to say it. Yes. Yeah, Zoo is a secret nerd who loves Doctor Who. Just tell me, was it Gucci, Prada? Uh, nah, nah, it's just from a local shop down in Bondi. They do some screen printing, and they'll put whatever you want on a shirt. Mm, local, love it, love it. That's great. Yeah, gotta support the fam. Inception. <laughs> what, what was on, what was on uh, Zuman's favorite shirt? Um, it was a picture of a koala that um, just said, like, save me. And then underneath it, it said, but don't drink my piss. <laughs> what does Zuman think of koalas now? He loves koalas. It, okay. it didn't stop him at all. But um, koala urine is highly alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll give you chlamydia? It, it really is. That's a true fact about koalas. They eat so many eucalyptus leaves and it ferments in their stomach. And so their, their urine is actually alcoholic. So the captain drops down through the ceiling and on into the room, cutting everyone off from what they were talking about. <laughs> they appear completely involved in their own musings and with the piece of machinery in their hand. Damn, it's worse than I thought. At least I know who's behind all this now. Time to make a course. They stop and immediately look up at everyone, seemingly to notice the group for the first time. The room fills with silence as the captain measures everyone up and down. Then they look at the ceiling. Shit. Seriously? This the best you can do? Are you sure your algorithms are correct? Just a damn computer. What would it know about the fate of the universe? Getting too old for this. They should have called someone else. Without another word, they walk out of the room and close the door behind them. Uh, who the blazes was that? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they own the ship. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes, that was our captain. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna take a nap because I'm tired. Are you cool with just uh staying on the time tank? What the hell is a time tank? I mean, it was a tank and it travels in time. It travels. It, wait, hold on. It travels in time. Can we just? And then I just go and like bang on the door, and I'm like, hey, hey, oh, get I'm- out of here! I'm confused. So Zoo is shirtless. Wearing cut-off fire shorts and pounding on the the captain's door. The door slides open, and the captain looks more collected as they look at you. If you'd excuse me, Dr. Zuman. I uh, take a step to the left and 
gesture for you to walk through. They walk into the room, then begin marching up and down the length of it with their hands held behind their back. All right, everyone, listen up. I'll be honest with a lot of you. You weren't my first choice, had I had a choice. But you are what the world has got, so you've got to be the best. This is what you're up against. Yes, you're on a time ship. This is Beth, the bioelectric time hopper. With Beth, we can travel through time, anytime, any place. But this ain't no joyride. We're on a mission. I'm Captain. Captain Vic Connor to you. And you are my crew. A criminal, someone by the name of Blythe, has stolen their own time hopper and is currently going through time undoing the very fabric of reality. I've recruited each of you for the sole purpose of bringing this criminal to justice and restoring balance to the timeline. If we do not restore balance to the timeline, the very fabric of the universe could and will fold in on itself and in existence across all points of the timeline. Suddenly they stop and turn to the whole group. Have I made myself clear? So you want me to save the universe? I think they said us, mate. You too, yeah. I mean, I know that I have a lot of influence, but I'll be completely honest, I don't really know why I'm here. Is this still a dream? This ain't no dream, sweetheart. And I don't know why you're here either. But Beth does for some reason. She ran her algorithms, and apparently you were the one. Well, yeah. Makes sense. I'm gonna need to change out of my bathrobe then. (laughs) (laughs) We are face to face with duty. And in such case, must we shrink? For me, I say no. But then, I am old. And life, with this, his sunshine, his fair places, his songs of birds, his music, and his love, lie far behind. You others are young. Some have seen sorrow, but there are days yet in store. What say you? Is that from Dracula? It sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, okay. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't they put Spider-Man on the Game Boy, but it's not a very good game. <laughs> what? The captain looks at Effie. Effie, what say ya? These people we're chasing, are they related to the ones who changed me? I'm gonna have to dig into it. I know what happened to you. For that, I'm sorry. It's very likely that it is. Well, I'll come, but you have to know, my priority is revenge. I have to avenge my father. See, I was hoping to take you out of the timeline after you did that, but things don't work out the way they should. I assure you, once justice has been brought to this dangerous criminal, you may all be restored to your correct timelines. They pull a container from a shelf and open it. You know, now this comes apart that no one lacks. To help each one of us on this mission, I'm authorized to give each one of you one of these. They reach in and pull out a small, worm-like creature with several legs on each side. The worm is less than an inch long. It squirms in the captain's fingers as they hold it out. This is a bulgan. If you noticed, Dr. Van Helsen, I'm not speaking Dutch. Not even speaking English. This will translate every and all languages known to man for you. And will also translate what you say into a person's native tongue. Zoo is instantly fascinated with this creature and, like, comes closer to you to, like, inspect it. And he, like, holds his hand out because he wants to, like, see Stuff it and it touch in it. His ear. Hold, hold it in on. His ear. Hold on, Dr. Zuman. I'll use you to demonstrate. 
The way this bulgin will be used is you need to insert it into your nostril. Why are things always getting inserted into things? <laughs> and then... At least it's not penetrating. It, it then crawls up through your nostril into your brain. Penetrates your brain cavity. First of all, not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. Second of all, um, this seems very intense. Does that they mean then, you even need this? They then hold up to your nose where the worm immediately like latches into your nostril and crawls up into your nose. You can feel it worming its way through your nose. Ah. <coughs> ah. Oh, that was actually quite pleasant. <laughs> immediately, Dr. Van Helsing, you're hearing him speak in Dutch. Captain pull, then pulls out a bulgin for each one of you. If you do not insert the bulgin, you'll become a liability. And I will not have any liabilities on my crew. Effie had a good question. Does she actually need it, or can she just have the languages programmed in? She actually just has the languages programmed in, so she actually doesn't but need it, to be honest. If I'm yeah. Circus Effie right now, then I don't know, and I would probably just take it. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. <laughs> the captain hands each one of you this worm. Oh, Char left the room. <laughs> Nothing goes up her nose. Maybe she could just, like, do a Bluetooth translator app with a headphone or something. <laughs> Would someone go get Char? I will not have a liability on my crew. <laughs> I boot up the kangaroo. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, I do not want to go get her. I hope someone has a plan for this. Then Helsing takes one of the bugs, and he puts it in his hand with his... Quick, sensitive nostrils. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they flare a couple of times, and uh, he, he brings it up to his nose, and it crawls up in there. Um. Well, Effie has been pretty chill and just like kind of dreamy ever since she saw Zoo transforming, so she's in a good place right now, and she's probably not super afraid of weird stuff because circus. So she uh, goes right over to Char and takes her hand and says... It's probably not so bad. If these ladies have already done it, come on, we'll do it together. Okay, but only because you called them ladies. <laughs> All right. One, two, three, snort. <laughs> that absolutely helps Char um, because she's, she's never done cocaine. <laughs> All right, give me this Nickelodeon crap. Let's get it over with. Right then. Now, with that out of the way, we'll be going on our first mission to narrow down where this criminal is in the timeline. My calculations tell me that we may find her in Germany, 1943, where she has sold a bunch of futuristic anti-aircraft machine guns to the Nazis. Don't worry, I want to assure you, I have a plan. Does anyone know how to tune up a kangaroo? Well fam, thanks for listening. I guess we'll see you all at Cousin Riri's wedding. 